0: And Carl, you you are down the well tonight.
1: In a in a dramatic role reversal, mate, I find myself down the down the bottom of the well.
0: You you are, and um, it's normally me down there. But as some of you may have heard, we played the new single from those thrash death metal band, the uh, the band we never mentioned, but we we played it at the start. I hope you liked it, <laughs> but it's royally screwed things right up for us
1: it has my uh the 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 podcast app that we've so faithfully used has decided to uh to not faithfully work so um that's really annoying so um but it works for you Robbie so that's
2: all right yep
0: yeah, so we'll just uh, continue as nothing uh happened there's been no swearing and it's not an hour later no. and um, we we're, we're ready to go we're suitably <laughs> refreshed and uh yeah i think we'll we'll kick off as things would normally kick off with with um a running order call
1: do you want me to do that you can do that you can effect? do that
0: yeah let's just carry on as normal
1: okay then wait so we've got a reaction to podcast 82 we've got um elimination uh, a review of elimination's new album bearing in mind that that's not out for a little while we've got the razor's edge segment if we can get it if we can get it in um we've got some mentions we've got an anthrax unboxing by paul hutch we've got Bolton's bangers Again, if we can get that segment in, and um, we've got the fresh Wheel of Fortune, and then what have we been listening to?
0: Yeah, there's lo- well, I say there's loads to get through, there's, there's loads within those features, and um, it's going to be a fairly snappy one, but loads of um, loads of stuff to get our teeth into.
1: And you've got to be careful, because everything's getting picked up at your end, so you've got cats and things, haven't you, that's going to start meowing and destroying stuff, and yeah. um, we'll be able to hear it all.
0: Yeah, it'll all be picked up. All that... Ch- do you want to chamfin? Not chamfin.
1: <laughs> cham-
0: cham- chammering yeah. or whatever. You're <laughs> yeah. Stop your channering.
1: No, stop the chamming, yeah. Chamming, so that's, right uh, that's what's going to happen. So, shall we get on straight away and do the reaction to Podcast 82? Yes. Now, I'm going to do this podcast without swearing because I've got all the swearing out in the last hour, mate.
0: I don't think anyone in the world, in the history of swearing within the world, kind of has ever sworn as much as Carl has just sworn... And um, yeah, it was it was eventful, shall we say. It was colourful.
2: It was
1: perfectly justified, though, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: I absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so
1: um, but, um, thanks for everyone who um, listened on our faithful app service, um, uh, on our faithful podcast service. So thank you so much. And we have got some reaction here. So that's really cool. Um, first up, Mark Penson. Good listen as ever. Don't mind a bit of dev in but I've not listened to much strapping young lad over the years. So a nice bit of a deep dive homework. Nice to have Tricky's new homebrew project, Heavy Claw featured. A lot goes into doing that from scratch on your own with modest tools. And it's cool. He decided to put it out there for us to hear. Totally agree. Really cool of Rich to do that for us. So uh, got a nice little bit of reaction there for uh, Heavy Claw as well.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. And that like, you know, backing up what you say there and what Mark said it was cool that Rich did get it out there and from whilst we can put on the front of the podcast or at the end of the podcast uh, bigger bands more well-known bands it's also cool that we're able to support members within the club that are at the other end but justifiably as important as some of those big bands and it's cool that Rich is uh, involved in the club and happy for us to do that and it's all available now over on Bandcamp, and it's got a couple of extra songs like a four track um the code red single there's four songs on on the i suppose like an ep but it's it's all there and um it's definitely worth going over and spending very little money on you know supporting your fellow members
1: and he, um, yeah, he put all the links in uh, on a post as well, didn't he? So um, no problem with that at all. He said, I've got permission. Of course you've got permission. And of course you could do it, mate. And um pleased that he did. So we can all fill our boots with as much heavy claw as we like.
0: What about Devin, Carl? You, are you a Devin Townsend fan?
1: Um, I would certainly not a, f- a fan, as in I haven't got any records. And I, I've never gone to see him purposefully. He's only a bumped into him at festivals and when he's been playing. So I've never gone to uh, buy a ticket from him. Um, I, I, I don't I haven't really invested that much time in Strapping Young Lad or Devin Townsend. So it's a bit of a sort of non-starter, really. I, I, I think the only way I'm going to have to listen to an album is if I do get it for homework, I
0: think. Yeah, similarly as well, you know, I've never really kind of gone down it. But it, I, as a musician, I respect him and certainly appreciate all that he does uh, it's just it's devin townsend project stuff i've um, never really got into no the strapping young Land stuff so it certainly sounds a, a lot beefier and a lot heavier but I, I certainly don't know enough about it but he's a hu- you know he's got a huge following isn't he the fact that bloodstock and he came over and did all that stuff it's brilliant that he was able to do that and you know all applaudits to him for doing it
1: and does he play like brixton academy or does he is he bit smaller than that bit bigger what would he if, if if he were to play do a uk tour where would he be playing
0: i think well i think he did the roundhouse in london so oh, okay yeah i think it was the roundhouse brixton's i can't remember our capacities that we we were doing regularly weren't we our london capacities but i think as a certainly a london london date devin townsend could I I think he could pull off Brixton possibly maybe with another band in tow. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it is a bigger venue than, than the roundhouse, I think, but um, probably, yeah, not sure.
1: Yes, cult following no less. So thank you for that, Mark, and, and looking forward to uh, listening to your review from that. It might be the tipping point to, to get me to listen to it. Um, Andrew Matthews, halfway through, great to meet you guys. Uh, you did miss that you also met my wife. Yes, we did. She of the who didn't think it was shit also booked for anthrax so andrew's off to anthrax mate heavy claw first track it's a bit of a belt so good work rich tricky hudson we'll listen to the other half tomorrow so another one there for um uh heavy claw off to anthrax and um the wife who thinks a lot of stuff is shit
0: <laughs> but she didn't think we were shit not me and you no. but ev- everyone else in the club which is cool it's lovely to meet andrew's wife and uh, it seems that there might be a few more regional meetups coming, not not only just down in London, but certainly over Bristol Way and um, all around the country. Certainly the Scottish contingent, they'll be in full force at their gigs as well, so it would be cool. And that's the great thing, that as gigs are opening up and more people are going to them and feeling confident to go to them, and hopefully there will be members meeting up, and even if it's just two or three people that, you know... You meet at a gig it, it's just great to be part of that community
1: well you say that because there's a meetup as we speak because there was a road trip uh, gareth pew uh is off to colwyn bay and he's picking up dylan jones en route for the trifecta tour
0: so for those not in the know colwyn bay is in wales
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, you know, not all we we're obviously students of geography, Carl, me and you. But those mm-hmm. people may not know where Colwyn Bay is, and uh, and of course, if you're in another country as well. But um, yeah, so trifecta—that's Blacklist,
2: Blacklist, wolf mm-hmm.
0: and hellfecta But unfortunately, tonight it's just the Bifector, isn't it? As um, okay the members of Thrasherwolf, I believe, one of them is ill and they've not been able to play, so it's just hell affected and...
1: Blacklist. Now, Gareth Blacklist. has been on, he, he's our roving reporter. He's got a bit of a shit show so far. No Thrasherwolf playing as half the band is ill, which is a shame. And now Blacklist aren't playing because, quite frankly, the venue is a bit of a disgrace. Haven't got half the equipment they said they would. Ooh, that
0: doesn't sound too good, does it?
1: that doesn't sound fucking good either. So. um...
0: Well, this was the venue where it was free to get in as well, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, it's a free gig, which you kind of think, wow, that's fantastic. But Mm -hmm. I'm not saying alarm bells ringing because it's great that you can go to a free gig. But uh, yeah, well, be interested to hear a little bit more about what happened or certainly what isn't happening there.
1: Yeah, so that's a bit of a shame. So, um, but nevertheless, a bit of a meet up there, and of course, the acid rain. Um, Scottish gigs are being well attended as well, so that's cool. Um, Rich Tricky Hudson, uh, since I have the permission, go on, of course, Tricky, yeah, go on, Tricky, and he's he's in the... since I've got permission of the Gaffer, Dark Gaffer, Dark Overlord. I'm going to shamelessly plug myself. That's what, he, that's what she said. I have a Facebook page I sporadically post on Heavy Claw. Um, and he says, oh, okay, I put it on Bandcamp, code red with Invisible Enemy. It's a quid and has bonus tracks. One from the... Uh, Laver- I can never say that. I'm gone. Laver- love that. Leviathan all- There you go. I've got it at the end. Uh, I put on Chaos Reigns. And a demo from the album I'm working on, Nuclear new killer called Raining Ruin. So there's some new stuff on there as well.
0: Yeah, that was a nice little bonus when I went to have a listen to it on Bandcamp and it was uh, Chaos Rains as well, which was uh, I, I texted him and said, cool, I didn't know that was on there. He said, no, like to like to surprise those people that support us. So that's really cool. It's If you follow Rich on um, Instagram or Facebook, certainly on Instagram, he's putting up loads of videos of himself playing um you know his guitar at home new riffs that he's come up with and it's maybe it's because I'm a bit of a geek because I'm not a musician and I do love to see how musicians start from that opening riff right up to the finished product that's why all that stuff like the you know the kind of behind the scenes stuff that you get with the patreon with uh, the acid rain thing where Pete and H are demoing stuff in Pete's kind of studio how you get from there right up to then seeing it in the studio uh, with Jace Lewis, it's fantastic, and it's very similar with the rich Tricky Hudson stuff, you're just seeing riffs, and then you're hearing the stuff, like the Code Red stuff, how it's come together, and it's real, it's real privilege. not, sorry, not a privilege, it's a real um, uh, in kind of enlightening thing for me, like I said, not as a musician, to see how it all comes together, because, you know, I understand I understand plumbing, okay? Not very well, but I do understand certain aspects of plumbing. (laughs) I know how certain, not a lot, but some plumbing stuff works. But put me in mute. how a track, how a song, how it comes together. You know, it's almost like the choreography, the composition of that track, how it all comes together. What do you put first? The bass, the drums, the vocals. I find it fascinating and it's great now with social media that you can access that and see it. And it's, it's, yeah, it's cool to be able to follow people that do it.
1: Did you like the when Metallica released all of that footage around the Black album? Then, where they literally said, "Right, this is day one in the studio," because I think the Black Album was the first time. Well, it was the first time they kind of done that. Cause they certainly didn't do it for justice at all. Um, and then you can see like the jamming sessions, then the kind of pre-production, then the recording, and then I think this, there was another DVD with the tour. Did you like that seeing that process then from beginning to end?
0: I don't think I kind of appreciated the importance of it back then I just liked it because it was Metallica kind of showing a kind of everything that that they do I think as I've got more more older with music and more um, interested in not just hearing a song and hearing it kind of sonically but actually well what goes into it I think maybe if I'd been where I am now and Metallica were releasing all that kind of stuff then I I certainly would but I think back then it was just yeah I liked it because it was
1: Metallica Mm. OK, fair enough. Cool. Um, Kevin Adamson, um, he's very, very um, brief comment. A killing versus ultraviolence, you say? This could be an interesting one. Here's hoping Sabat and AR avoid each other.
0: Yeah, it's got to the it's been a it's been a great way to finish the. The, this round of uh, ties with the the past couple that we've had, certainly the Flotsam and Jetsam against Acid Rain, that was a good one, and really some really close ties. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how the British contingent continue next. Year, well, next year in the next few months,
1: definitely uh, the Album Killers. Let's see how they uh, who they get they pit against one another. But that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, that if Sabat were to play acid rain uh that would be a british band in the semi so that would be uh, that would be one way of looking at it um but we could have two in the semi who we, knows We could depending on how, how the uh how the dice fall but um killing and ultraviolence that's not going to be this weekend that is going to be next weekend shall we say what's going to be up this weekend
0: what's up this weekend
1: quiz number
0: two mate that's right yeah i was just thinking hang on a minute i've no idea what's up this weekend but yes quiz number two i've aced it i've been the guinea pig and um yeah no one's gonna no one's gonna trump my score i've got 10 out of 10 and nearly a thousand on each of them i didn't i probably got about eight wrong it's difficult this one but i think it's good it's varied you've done a good job mate
1: Oh, thank you very much, mate. Yes, let's see who gets the uh, ten out of ten. Or um, I don't think anyone's going to get ten no. out of ten, to be quite honest. Just because the uh, the field is too far apart. Do you know what I mean? Um, so there's 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 questions spanning everything. So uh, let's see how people get on. Hopefully, uh, people enjoy it, and let's try and get a little league table up together.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it'd be cool. a nice variety, and it? nice to have the quiz back. It's good fun
1: yeah definitely that'd be good that'd be good so thank you all for listening and hopefully this one will um, get itself up there at uh, at some point um so that that that'll be all cool um shall we move on to the next item mate
0: elimination
1: let's talk about one of my favorite bands uk thrash bands elimination mate
0: Yeah, well, uh, Leanne Evans, she contacted us earlier on in the week and said, hello, mates, how would you fancy or would you fancy um, sharing a review that I've done for Metal Temple? And it's of the Echoes of the Abyss album, which comes out in the end of October by East Anglian Thrasher's Elimination. Certainly,
1: that's that's a coup to get hold of that album. But, yeah, I mean, right before it's coming out, obviously it's months, not weeks. It's months, so uh, to get a listen to that is you're doing well, there, Leanne.
0: Yeah, it was it, it was a great review as well because it certainly by the time I'd finished, you know, she takes you in and out, up and down. It's always a uh, a kind of a, a roller coaster of a ride. That, that, the review that not not just the album, the review that Leanne does, but it it certainly at the end of it, I was thinking, I'm looking forward to this album now. I really am. If I wasn't before, which I was, I'm really looking forward to it. And the fact that the uh, yeah end of October, but the actual vinyl doesn't come out, unfortunately, what with delays, with pressings and all that kind of thing. It's not till next year on vinyl, but we'll still get the download and it will still be available. So, yeah, good job, Leanne. Really looking forward to it. The fact that she gave Songwriting 9, Musicality 10, Memorability 10 and Production 9, it's going to be good.
2: Oh, that's that's a good
1: way of doing, it, isn't it? Splitting yeah. up those scores, you can you can get a real kind of feel for the album because you may not like the production, but however the songs may be really really good.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Um, are you going to read out some of the little extracts that I uh, that I sort of teased out of it? Because obviously it's all up there. You can have a look on the on the site, but there is uh, some of the trademark Leanne Evans madness within.
0: Yeah, well, she says after a 10 year hiatus and fresh lineup, East Anglian thrashers elimination have evolved. Their sound has matured to unbridled levels of ferocity to create a blisteringly epic eight trash thrash masterpiece in their latest full length. Echoes of the Abyss. The wrecking ball of cuts comes in the form of victims of design searing with diesel fuel rifts and more aggression and testosterone than a cock measuring contest among football hooligans post match in the pub tanked up. You get the gist. It's pure spitting hostility, hostility at its finest.
1: See, I always wanted to know what football hooligans did in the pub before the game. And now we know they listened to elimination while measuring their old.
0: Chaps. There you go.
1: There you go. And uh, I think Leanne needs to get back to us with the cock measuring. Is it length or girth? Well... <laughs> It's an important question. She's left it out. She's made a bit of an error
0: there. She's, okay. She's, well, Mark so. Penstam, he says, I really like the EP, so this is already pre-ordered. Got to wait till November, though. Oh, man.
1: So is that the is November the CD?
0: Yeah, well, it comes... Um, yeah, I'm not sure what... Uh, the end of October is obviously when the album comes out, so that's kind of November okay. anyway, isn't it? So yeah. unless there's been a... a they brought forward for the vinyl, but the last I heard, the vinyl's next year, so that's just uh, how it is. There's not a lot you can you can do with that, really.
1: And, and that happens a lot, isn't it? Obviously, the pressings are very few and far between in the UK, and everyone's been delayed, so I think they're sort of like getting pressings after pressings now, aren't yeah, they?
0: Yeah, exactly. Steve Airy says, saw them at Bloodstock, really enjoyed their set.
1: So that was on the Jägermeister stage, of course, wasn't it? That titchy-tiny stage that gets lots of um, through
3: traffic.
0: Yeah, well, imagine seeing that. I've said it, but that must have been, wow, walking past. And then suddenly, who's this band playing then? Not not quite. <laughs> Just really prick your ears up, wouldn't it?
1: Mm, no, I, I think they've got to go back. I mean, them and Tortured D, I think we said it last week, didn't we? But they have got to go back and get a... Because... I was going to say a proper stage. Obviously, the Jaegermeister is a proper stage, but you kind of know what I mean when I mean a proper stage. Yeah, uh, Bloodstock.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: I think that's a fitting of uh, certainly when this new album comes out, and if it gets uh, gets a bit of uh, traction going, then um, that could be that could be the, uh, the the push that gives Bloodstock the reason to give them a better 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 slot than a Jaegermeister slot, I think.
0: Um, I'm just wondering how Gareth's getting on. Is, he, um, is the shit show got any better yet? I, I wonder. I, I do hope it has. Not that it's going to matter because he'll be listening to this now. You know, it's kind of two days later. But I hope the yeah. shit show did get better, mate.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've not got any further updates. Do I I mean, when, when we're reading out the next one, I might send him a little uh, on air and say, any updates as we're recording the podcast? And he may well kind of um, come back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't get this if it was prong, would you, Dylan? Not at all.
1: No, and <laughs> no, it was slick operation with prong, mate. So, um, so there you go, there you go. Right. Well, um, thank you for that, Leanne. That was brilliant. Uh, like I get, like I say, the link to the whole review is up on the website, and um, can't wait for the album to come out. But we're and we're obviously nearer the time. I think we'll give it another little push. No doubt there will be a video of something uh, when the album comes out.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Um, so, uh, now this is going to be interesting because during my, uh, swearing fest, uh, when I couldn't get my app to work, um, we, we didn't talk about how we're going to get the Razor's Edge and, uh, Bolton's Bangers into there, but now it's time for, for, uh, Razor's Edge segment. So, um this is uh, sh- sh- shall i introduce it or do you want to introduce it
0: please? no you introduce it as you normally would let's I, th- I think we just continue carl as if everything is just right oh, you know cover it up like you say confidence you know, everyone will just believe it so let's just be confident let's not pretend that you know we uh, you nearly punched a hole through the side of your shed earlier and <laughs> your neighbors were knocking on saying is everything all right in there mr black <laughs>
1: It was well it wasn't quite that bad i mean it, it was it was more the, the wheels have come off but we're still moving forward is yeah. what you say. yeah no um, let's
0: let's uh welcome let, let's welcome tim into this um tonight and um to the
1: razor's edge yeah i could have said it better myself press stop now <laughs>
3: been a busy week and it only gets busier from here as a flood of bands start releasing albums over the autumn in the lead up to Christmas. So I'm here to bring you all the latest comings and goings from over on The Razor's Edge. That's www.therazor'sedge.rocks. On the interview front, last week we brought you two special interviews. Firstly, I chatted with Andy from Therapy about the summer festival season, the twice delayed 30th anniversary celebrations and their future. Then I chatted with Yawn from Bacassa about the band's new album, Touring with Metallica, and what he was doing when he first heard about Lars talking about his band. This week the interviews continue to flow. On Tuesday, Paul chatted with the Rise to Ruins guys, who released their debut EP on Monday. Paul delves deep into the band and their future, and it's well worth checking out. Then later this week, Paul chats with Sal, frontman and guitarist of A Pale Horse Named Death. Of course, many of you will know him as the drummer and founding member of both Typo Negative and Life of Agony. The interview covers everything about Sal's latest project, getting tips from Mina Caputo about being a vocalist, of course the pandemic, and he explains what negative impact Brexit is having on musicians from the US trying to tour the UK. The interview is 40 minutes and covers much more than I can cover in my two-minute window here. So check it out on our website, www.therazorsedge.rocks, on our socials and our podcast channels, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. In the latest music news, you can head over to our website to find out all about the new box sets incoming from both Motorhead and Paradise Lost, plus new music videos from The Raven Age and Mastiff, and a lot more. On the album review front this week, we've already covered new releases from death metal band Aborted, New York hardcore outfit Perfect World, Glaswegian thrasher's Domicide, Walled Crypta and Portuguese back metal band Malevolence, not to be confused with the Sheffield Ragers of the same name. And we've checked out the 30th anniversary edition of Metallica's Black Album and the accompanying tribute record. And still to come this week, we have reviews of new music from Turn Cold, Overthrow, Cult Burial, Mastiff, Silence Equals Death and more. And live reviews are back. Last week we covered Acid Rain at the Underworld and Stone Death Festival from Newark. This week we've got reviews and photos from shows including Hackson, Slam Dunk Festival and Green Lung. As ever, we'll bring you all the latest news, music videos, features and more, so keep your eyes on our socials and our website, www.therazorsedge.rocks. And with that, I hand you back to Carl and Robbie in the Thrash Album Club studio.
1: So by this time, we would have heard the razor's edge. I'm very confident. Again, I'm going full-on confidence down in the well, mate. And um, I'm also confident that I didn't speak too soon, that the front bit gets lobbed off with the delay of reaction because I'm not pressing the button.
0: No, exactly. You you sounded confident to me, Depp, mate, even down the well. And thank you, Tim, as ever, for sharing what's going on in the busy world over at razor's edge.
2: Absolutely,
1: and so much so that we shared that uh, the podcast that they did with the guy who I can't pronounce his name, but I'll let you pronounce his name from the pale. Uh, uh, was it a pale horse named Death?
0: A pale horse named Death. Yes. Was it Sal Abruciato?
1: There you go. See, that's why or... I didn't say it, mate, because you said it perfectly. I have, I still, after hearing you and I heard you perfectly clearly, I still have, no, I'm going to call him Sal.
0: Sal's the best way. i will probably, I said it perfect to you, but i probably said it completely wrong. Sal abruscato or abrusciato. I think it's abruscato. Sal abruscato. Yeah, Sal. Hey,
1: Sal. It's kind of there like you that, know. isn't it? So um, uh, Paul Hutchins done that interview and we were talking about that in the Devonshire pub at the Acid Rain meetup. And he was saying he just talked and talked and talked. He was a uh, a, a, good, a good interview in that respect.
0: Yeah, certainly got the gift of the gab and certainly make a, um, a, a welcome, probably person. Well, I don't know, I suppose if you if you spent like Paul does all that time researching, getting your questions ready. Are you sometimes a bit, I don't know. Not annoyed if you've not been able to ask any of them. A bit relieved that thankfully they just kind of let let loose and, and asked were relaxed enough to just kind of shoot the shit. I don't know, um, as I don't I, do interviews. I, but...
1: I suppose it depends on if you're interested or you think your listeners or readers or however it is you're doing it are interested in this, and they decide to talk about a load of other bollocks that no one's interested in for forty minutes. That would be
2: frustrating. Yeah.
1: But if they started, like the album, for example, if the new album um, and he spoke for 20 minutes about that where you only had to ask one or two questions but covered everything that you needed to cover, yeah, I'm guessing that's job done, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But um, I'll go and have a listen to that. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will listen to that. And um, it only went up a few uh, short hours ago. Talking of which, so thanks for for that uh tim really appreciate that um all of which we got an update on the trifecta tour
0: is it a, is it a try is it a, a bifecta is it a just a effect at what's going on
1: it's a fector tour. Let me get into, my blow so I can read straight from from the horse's mouth. The man on the front line, front line, um, front line reporting, we used to call it. We'll be having a few of those now, won't we? I suppose Gareth is the new front line reporter. Um, but at least he said, um, oh, there you go. Uh, but at least hell-fected were fucking aced. So by the look of it, it's all over. Um, in front of me, Dylan, and about six others.
0: Wow. And Gareth and Dylan, made I don't think it's just round the corner for them, is it? They they've gone no. gone a bit of a distance, certainly, to, to get there. So they've made the effort. Where where was the rest of Colwyn Bay? Surely there's some more Thrashers. And is that disheartening for bands like you know, Hellfected, that I think they're from kind of um I'm gonna say Staffordshire or Nottinghamshire, certainly from the Midlands, Thrasher Wolf from, from London, Blacklist of London, aren't they? They're getting around doing a tour at the moment. All round the all round the UK, I think it's like a ten date tour, and um, you know that's got to be that's got to be hard when you go to these places and there's seven eight people there. But that's how it is, isn't it? That you're not going to have the rub of the green till you, if you don't put these shows in, you're not going to get to the big shows, are you? Because you've got to do these shows to get there.
1: Definitely, and as the way I would see it, I think um, Gareth has got the right idea there, saying they were fucking ace. It's like having a private show. I'd take that all day long. So um, no problem with that at all. It's just unfortunate, probably hell affected. not as happy about it as as Gareth, I think. The pleasure is all Gareth's, probably.
0: (laughs) And Dylan's, absolutely, yeah.
1: Dylan's, so that's cool. Um, Right, shall we move on to a a very special mention that I just wanted to, to mention?
0: Go on then, what were you mentioning here?
2: Well,
1: you know, we, um, the UK thrashers podcast have, uh, over the last few weeks, they've kind of not like he had a run certainly over lockdown. I he Neil Brannigan Fuller had a run of about 20, 30 in a row. He's like an absolute machine. And then this kind of third season has been high on quality. There's absolutely no question about that. Still high on quality, but not as many of them. Would you agree on that assumption?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think the it, it became a real slick machine, certainly to those that listened to it. Maybe not from Neil's point of view, putting it together, would probably thought, how is this going to be slick? But when you listen to it and the work that John did with the music and the interview, the quality of the interviews that him and John did, uh, the diversity of the bands that they get in there within the thrash metal scene and the range of music that they played it was for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. It was a wholly enjoyable podcast that you got once a week. And to put all that in, to be able to bring that to people once a week, it's, yeah, it's testament to what Neil has done for the UK thrash metal scene and certainly the emerging UK thrash metal scene. Yes, he's had bigger bands featured, and yes, he's had more established bands. But for, the, for putting a leg up for those bands, the likes of Hellfected, you know the the guys we're talking about there, Thrasher Wolf, uh, Thrasher, Thrasher Wolf, and Blacklist, um, invaluable. And I think um, those guys would certainly, um, you know, doff their thrash cap to to Neil and throw him the horns for what he's done.
1: Definitely, definitely. Well. There is a bit of a development on that as we discovered in the club because the quality is, is obviously there and it's been recognised by the good people at moshville.radio and Neil Brannigan Fuller is actually now, he's like, he is a proper radio DJ, mate. He's got his own UK Thrashers radio show. Um, so that's going ahead. They um, they said they like the concept and they've put him on. And so he's now going to, it's almost like he's got to build again. But I think he's building from a, a higher elevated platform with the Moshville uh, radio. And um, looking forward to hearing all the stuff on there. Um, I'm going to have to... Um, download another app to see if I can get that uh, that radio station to work for me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can. I don't know if it's like Mixcloud. I don't know if it's no, something right? you. I think you, you listen to it live there and then, or you, or you don't. Uh, I'm not sure. I I couldn't find it on Mixcloud, but maybe it's because I was typing it in incorrectly. But I don't know. Hopefully you can, because that'd be good to catch up on that. Certainly the the show that he did with the guy from Cryptic Shift.
1: Mm. Who are, who are causing a bit of a uh, bit of a wave at the moment? Cryptic Shift, aren't they?
0: Well, they've got their tour playing playing a few dates around the UK, and the album I know Neil Bolton will back me up on this, Visitations from Enceladus, is a unbelievable kind of tech thrash death metal album. It's one of his favourites, certainly, probably top three. And um, I, I for one also really like that album. Uh, great artwork, great. Great feel to the to the album, and it's one that I've been certainly re, revisiting when I've uh, seen the, the tour posters on the Facebook posts.
1: Is that the one with um, Moonbelt Astronomica or whatever it is on there?
0: <laughs> Moonbelt Immolator. <laughs>
1: the Moonbelt Immolator, yeah. That's, that, the, the half, is it Half Hour or something like that? It's a whacking great tune, that one. Two
0: hours, right? 52 minutes, yeah.
1: Wow, yes. I, I knew it was something like that. And Neil Bolton loves them.
0: He, he loves him yeah. I think he's gonna do uh merch for I'm, I'm sure he's, he's asked to do merch, but he could He kept getting stuck on the M, M6 motorway and he was always late, so uh, I've I
1: heard that's when he gets stuck on the M4 motorway. This is the band he puts on to get him out of that bad mood. Oh, god,
0: yeah, they're not for everyone, and um, they weren't mm. for Neil,
1: they weren't for Neil, but we we jest, but that's fair, safe place, but um. Yeah, so we're looking forward to a lot more. Do you think, I don't think we're going to get on and do our Christmas special with him this year if he's on the proper radio.
0: He might, he might afford us a little bit of his time, might and he? If, yeah, we might
1: a little spot because i get It's tradition,
0: out. it's tradition now, mate.
1: Yeah, because I don't, I don't drink during the, you know, like I say it's a school night, so I'm on the H2O. But the, I make an exception when when we've done the UK thrashers and I've gone. I've had a few beer. We, well, we treat it like that, don't we? we just we're, you know, like we're right. all having a chat and we're having a beer. So, but if it's proper radio, have I got to go? Um, have I got to sort of not drink on the radio? I can't drink on the radio.
0: Oh, I don't think. No, I don't think he'll be inviting us onto his radio show. We'll be inviting no. us. We'll be inviting oh, no, be him invited. onto here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That yeah. True. Oh so no. If, it was a. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the word I'm using for when two radio, two TV stations show the same thing? A, a systematic broadcast. And I can't remember what the expression is now. But it was kind of like that, isn't it? We we published it and so did UK Thrashers. But yeah. if Boschville have got in there, they're going to go, Who are these fucking clowns. Yeah. Well, they're, going to,
0: they're going to piss <laughs> they, them off out, it? They'd be
1: right as well. <laughs> So, looking forward to all of that. And if um, Neil, is there any way we can listen to not live because uh, radio radio programs we are the slave to uh, to timings. But um, if there's any way we can do a catch up, let us know, mate. Or if you've got a recording that we can you can share with us, that'd be brilliant.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: That'd be good. Um, shall we move on, mate?
0: Let's move on. We've got a unboxing video
1: now this was an interesting one sent kind of out of the blue by paul hutchings the machine um and i say it's out of the blue because he didn't even know he was going to do it
0: he didn't even know he'd ordered it
1: he didn't even know he ordered it so when it came through a whacking great box he thought i know what i'll do an unboxing video for the club because i've got fucking no idea what's inside it it could have been you know like a I don't know, fucking great big vibrator or something, couldn't it? I mean, he doesn't. You just don't know what was in that box. Brave of him to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he 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 did a great job. Some people can probably make I don't know opening a packet of crisps more exciting than it is. But Paul, Paul is one of those people that naturally is um, comfortable in front of the computer and can ad lib. And I think that's when the um, kind of those experiences that he has interviewing people comes to the fore where you've got to think of the next question in your head while you're talking type thing you know what I mean where you've just got to keep that that brain that gray is going and going and going and I think you know, I'd certainly freeze if I was on video kind of trying to explain. Oh, and here's, here's this, um, oh, and there's a tape and I'd be dropping my phone and you know what I mean? I just, I'd be getting all over the place, but Paul did a great job, made it interesting, explained what it was, where it came from, what it was all about and kind of covered everything that you as a, as a person watching it would go, well, where did you get it from? What is it? You know, why, why have they released it? And, um. You know, let's have a look at it, and he, you know, able to show it. It was good quality, good sound quality, good visual quality. So it was four or five minutes long. Everything you want for an unboxing.
1: Brilliant, yeah. And it was it was a damn fine. He's done two of those videos for us now, and I love both of them. So um, any time you want to do another one, Paul, we we will stick it up. Um,
0: anyone else be... as well? If anyone else wants to, I know yes. Mike. Mike, um, he he's done one before. Yeah. Mike Todd and. You know, if you're listening to this, thinking, "Oh, I've got the new, whatever coming up," and um, I'm fancy recording myself opening it, share it. It's uh, you know, it's a closed group, and everyone, like we say, is safe space.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm I'm interested because in um, Maiden have got all sorts of uh, um, formats for their for their vinyl and stuff. For their new album, isn't it? Um, so I'm just wondering if anyone's going to be. Anyone's going to do a uh, an unboxing. I like getting the vinyl. I like seeing the vinyl come out and all the different um all the different colours and
0: yeah and, and
1: different bits and pieces that
0: um that is going to come with that. I have um, to say, like on that with the with the Maiden vinyl, the three I've got the three disc, and I would have videoed it if I, but the the three disc uh, red and black album, and you take it and the amount of work that's gone into it. No wonder it costs you know as it costs because no you know, where you pull your records out, the actual design that is in the inlay for you to see when you open it, almost like you open the gatefold up and there's a, it's a triple gatefold. So you open up the gatefold and there's this lovely kind of design in there. Yet where you pull your record out as well, that design continues in there. You've got no way of opening it up, but you can see from where you pull your record out. That the design kind of is continuing through there so the amount of work that's gone into something that would normally be just black or white or gray you, it, it's amazing a lot of money and time and effort has gone into it
1: awesome yeah well i'm looking forward to seeing some of them really um because no one's no I haven't, i've actually yeah, not seen any unboxing of the maiden stuff but i do i've just seen like Adverts for it, but and it's just like spread out over. And, over. and i think thinking, if ever there needs to be an unboxing, it needs to be that
3: new Maiden one.
0: Especially the fan club, Maiden fan club. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the stuff that's available to them and that the people have bought, yeah, it looks amazing. Fantastic.
1: But on with now. This was the Anthrax. Now they're going. I always call it a comic book, uh, but that is not to do it a just dis, a, a disservice because I know a lot of comic books Well, it's not that. that that's for children. This is a graphic novel.
0: Graphic novel.
1: I still see it as a comic book, though. I would call it a comic If I made one of those, not that I would ever, ever in a million years, but if I, it's a comic book. I like comic books, and that's what that is.
0: Yeah, it is. And our roving reporter who's out on the, um, on the live scene tonight, Gareth Pugh, he said, great unboxing, mate. I love the fact that you have no idea what you've ordered. Every <laughs> day must be like winning the lottery when the doorbell rings and the post arrives. Expensive ticket, mind.
1: Yes. Well, the, you, the lottery is, you know, what was it? however, he said go and research it. But yeah, you just don't know. what it, it, Life is like a box of chocolates in the uh, in the Paul Hutchings house. You just don't know what it's going to be. But what are, the, come up trumps this time? And it looks absolutely fantastic.
0: Kevin Adamson, he says, that was great. I was thinking I was going to be more like a, I thinking it was going to be more like a regular comment. But that is just some kind of book. I'm surprised band haven't done something like this themselves. Or if they have, I've missed it. I, uh,
1: I don't think they. I I do remember getting some comic books about biographies of bands. I remember there being a Metallica one, um, and, but it was very low budget. I mean, nothing on this on this level. And they are like pieces of art. I must say that I do like my comic books from the, I think like the fifties and sixties. I, I I do like a like uh, like the early Spider Man ones. They're they're my Absolute favourite ones and the early Dick Tracy ones and things like that. Um, this one is is very much like the, the more modern ones where the 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 art is spread up all over the page in the uh, in the more sort of graphic novel style that most of them are nowadays. But it's a, a contemporary comic book, isn't it? So it will be like that.
0: Mm, Coheed and Cambria they they'd had a tie in with a graphic novel kind of comic book. Back uh, kind of when early 2000s when they were releasing, you know, they're a bit progressive and a bit sci-fi and they've got this kind of progressive... Kind of strange sci-fi concept running alongside a lot of those early albums, anyway. So it was a natural thing for them to have this graphic novel, and I went down to I think it was called Forbidden Planet in Manchester, and I had to order up a a copy of that when I got it back in the day. And um, yeah, it was. I'm never not really into comics and that, but I I certainly was into that because I was a big fan of them back then. So um, yeah, that was cool. And I'm like you say, I'm sure a lot of bands do do it. It's just another, not only another money spinner if you're one of these big bands but a lot of these bands are into it themselves
1: and when Kohee done it was that the concept a graphic representation of the concept from the album
0: yeah it was such a long convoluted detailed concept that they had running through the albums and I think it was it was based on the armory Wars, which was kind of everything that was going on within their their kind of their concept and it just It went into far greater detail than was ever going to be explained in the lyrics or um, through the music. So it was still the same stuff, but but much more detail. Cool. Chris Gambold. And now the metal news with Paul Hutchins.
1: (laughs) It did have a little bit about that, wasn't it? Or um, what was that program with Esther Anson called? Was it This Life? This Life. He was like, one of the panelists on This Life.
0: You'd imagine him shuffling, you know, kind of putting his bits of paper, shuffling them back together at the end, and uh, yeah, finishing off.
1: I, I think the next time um, Paul does an unboxing, very kindly for us, has to wear a tie. He doesn't have to wear a shirt, just just wear a tie.
0: And look, and glasses on the end of his nose that he looks down over the top okay. of them and then pushes them up with his middle finger and starts.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, he can. He can certainly do that. All Maybe these
0: cliches,
1: earpiece as well. I think. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. But no, thanks for doing that, Paul. And it does look fantastic, um, and a great, uh, a great addition to that. That room he does it. Lots of memorabilia in there already, but uh, a great addition to the growing collection, mate.
0: Yeah, you a memorabilia kind of guy.
1: I'd love to be a memorabilia. I've got some, uh, as I'm sure lots of you, you, you sort of... No, that's
0: a paddling pool, Cole. That's a paddling I, don't
1: know, I am looking at the paddling <laughs> pool. Um, I've, I've got various bits, uh, bits and pieces, but they just I haven't got anywhere to display them.
0: Yeah. It seems a shame to get them and then just stick them yeah. in a box, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah. They, they need to be out somewhere. I quite like pictures hanging from the wall. There's a few... I'm, I'm managing to get them into the house, past the wife yeah. sort of thing downstairs toilet it's always a downstairs toilet isn't it
0: yeah <laughs> if you had a downstairs toilet you you, <laughs> you obviously you know you, the the rich and how the other half live I, uh, we have an outside toilet at the back I was of the gonna say, you yeah. have got an outside toilet
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah going back to Victorian Britain where you live mate you know it's not that quite that bad I'm sure
0: <laughs> there are still people that do have out uh, certainly um, you know brick outhouses that still have functioning toilets Carl, we're not um not quite victorian
1: i think it's law you've got to have a toilet inside the <laughs> gaff now though. Isn't
0: it? an additional one outside
1: you can have an additional one but you've got to have working shit houses in the house yeah
0: maybe maybe
1: i think it's the law i don't think you can really I don't think you can have just an outside toilet
0: now. No, I'm sure you I'm sure you're probably right, but there are still people that do have them as functioning toilets.
1: That is brilliant. If anyone's got an outside toilet, please send us a photograph and that and put the pic inside the outside toilet and that would be a great cover photo. That would be the cover photo, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't One of our I, I, in an outside toilet.
0: I don't think you'll be um I think you'll be surprised. I think, you know, a lot of uh, certainly a lot of terraced houses um that that you know may have had an alleyway running down maybe you know, three or four of them, then you'd have an alleyway. And a lot of them had a lot of back to back houses as well, certainly, had um outside toilets and you know, there's still a lot of those houses about.
1: But not not today.
0: Yes, today.
1: What, so they still use the outside toilet?
0: Well, unless they've decided to turn it into a storeroom, but it's not that unbelievable that people have it. We're not talking about something down the end of your garden. We're talking about at the the, the back of your, say, your kitchen, there might be a, a brick, you know. What,
1: attached to your house? Attached
0: to the house, and it's got a toilet.
1: because oh. I'm, I'm thinking of my granddad, who, uh, who used to have an outside brick outhouse toilet
0: what totally detached from the house yeah oh okay yeah i'm not quite i'm not i'm i'm talking as part of the house yeah yeah oh okay no
1: we're talking a different um, that's what i'm thinking of then but there you go so So, yeah it's not
0: just like a, a a toilet like a conventional toilet on the end of the house but it is still you have to go out the house to go into it yeah
1: okay Anyway. I was thinking more like a little separate room at the end of the garden.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> but you do have to go out to this. Anyway, that's uh, next week in um, outside toilets around Britain.
1: Yeah, shit houses are us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we've, um, guess what? We, we, we've got to talk about a Bangers, haven't we? Cool. I think we posted yesterday.
0: We did, yeah. We did. Well, we, we, will. we
1: won't talk we about won't. it. We won't. I think, I think we've, we, we've got a perfectly good gentleman who does this for us. Bolton.
0: Bangers. Bolton. Bangers. Bolton.
2: Bangers. Yeah. Hey up, Thrashers. Bangers time once more on the thrash metal album of the Fortnite Club. And we're going to stick with the thrash, thrash scene once again. The band involved here in this banger this time are a band not only special to me but also many members of this here club. They have a smaller yes. battle catalogue to dive into than any other band we have featured before but it's a catalogue that is chock full of thrash quality. They are an English band formed in the 1980s and they are now enjoying a rebooted lineup, providing one of the best albums of 2019. They are still delivering magical, steamrolling live performances to this day. In fact, they recently just killed Bloodstock and played for the meet-up for this here club. You already know this. This time it's... The Fish You Never See is the one you don't forget. Acid Rain. It has to be, to be honest, as this band are now out on a UK tour, one of the first to get back onto the hoist as soon as they could. I know we have fewer tunes to rip apart, but this should make life easier. Bet it doesn't. Okay, for me, I will have. At number 3, The New Law from The Age of Entitlement. At number 2, Humanoia from The Fear. And at number 1, I will have to have Motherly Love. I found this very difficult and the songs kept changing as I thought about this challenge. Sorry ahead of time if I end up putting you through the same ordeal. I am well aware that members of this band are in this club and your picks will probably be more scrutinised than any of the others, but we do want to know. Okay, just a quick reminder of how this works. I would like you to choose three tracks as your favourites, with number one as your favourite down to number three. Tracks will get three for first, two for second and one for third, so put the numbering in your comments. If not, I will do them in the order mentioned. Any remixes or live recordings are perfectly valid, just let me know what they are, but they will be counted separately. No honorable mentions, please. Choose your 3 and that will do. But any story or explanation behind your choice is most welcome. So there we go. Acid Rain. Let's have it. See you for the results. Mama, oh, yeah.
3: No. Yeah. Bolton.
0: Bagger. Bolton.
1: Bagger. Yeah. So again, with my confidence that uh, it's recording and everything is happy. We have got Acid Rain as the bangers. And have you done yours yet, Robbie?
0: I've done it. I've submitted it.
1: And what did you go for? Just so we get a bit of context into the feat you are.
0: I think it was My Open Mind, number three. Within the Woods, number two. And Thoughtful Sleep, number one.
1: Now, is uh, that Open Mind one, is that the nine and a half minute one that closes out of Noxious?
0: No, My Open oh, Mind open. Is, is probably about a four and a half, five minute, just a riff fest. It's just... H is on fire. The guitars are all over the place. It's up down. It's just a proper thrash metal. Um, just just an awesome awesome song. It really is. It's um, it's been really. Anyway, we'll talk about this when we uh, <laughs> when we do. What about you? Have you done yours yet?
1: Yeah, I went with um, I went with Plan of the Damned number one. Uh, sorry, number three. Uh, number two, I'd done Hardship. And number three i uh,
0: number one sorry, I did humanoia yeah i i, I, I like that plan of the dand, and the man that became himself as well it's um or well, the man who became himself this yeah in between album you know the the it was kind of really good the the new this is here where we are the new anyway, we talk about it nearer the top.
1: Neil Bolton set out for us nightly, so let's go. Uh, nicely, so let's go and fill our boots with it. So Great,
0: real, real good one. After we've had some bands from you know different, st- di- different, different styles of heavy music from different parts of the world, it was good to have a band that, um like he's mentioned there, you know, not only members in the club but also important to a lot of people.
1: Mm definitely so let's see where that takes us brilliant now let's I, I've been looking forward to this mate I'm handing I'm literally handing everything you're doing the recording you're doing everything mate it's brilliant you you came up with this you saw it through mate and it absolutely it was one if not our biggest reaction to a post this year
0: I was very surprised how how it went really I thought what if no one really wants to get on board but it was just a great way of Bringing the club together for a weekend, basically, the thrash of the debuts had kind of reached a natural, natural kind of pause and kind of came up with this idea of a bit like thrash of the um, not thrash of the titans wheel of fortune. Okay, so over that, over the course of the weekend, basically, you choose, you say one album that you feel you would love to share with the club you put it up there when we go to record the podcast tonight we will randomly select a number between one and as it happens it's one and 83 and if you if that number comes up it will be your album that will be the featured thrash metal album the fortnight for that fortnight which is actually going to be after maiden but such was the popularity, such was the popularity of this feature, we're actually going to pull two names out of the hat. So We are
1: indeed. We're so good. It's like New York City, mate. We've got to do it twice. Well, it's just,
0: a, I just think there was so much invested from the members from it. And I said it to you. I said, look, they've really done, come to this. We can, if we, you know, we've got the space in the calendar Um, We've done some housekeeping tonight that we might talk about, but we gave a spot for two more albums that have arisen from this. And the real variety of albums that members suggested, I was thinking, oh, no, what if we get hundreds and hundreds, not hundreds, but of the same thing? And there are lots of repeats of albums we've done. As it happened, there were only a few where... We have to say we've done that and, you know, frantically trying to update the list of ones we have caught because someone might say, Oh, I'm going to go for the American one. Mar- oh shit. That's another one that I didn't have on the list. So we've done, yeah. or I'm going for, um, you know, overkill. Uh, Oh, we've done that. So, but a real variety and a big, big thank you to all the members that took the time to not only put their name for their album down, but engaged in conversation. I've, I've found some great, um, albums that I've been listening to one of which I'll talk about you know what we've been listening to as a result of this feature and it's really cool so yeah a worthwhile exercise I think and it's great that someone who gets ever to who whoever it is that it comes out you know they can write the introduction to their album and so long as that album is readily available I've not gone through all 83 and checked that it's available on the streaming sites if it's not available on Spotify you know we can manage with that, so long as it's on YouTube, um, and so long as it's up there that people can access it. You know, if it's some demo that's sitting on, um, that only you, can, yeah, I can upload it and and share it for everyone. Then you know we we might have to step in and say no, we'll, we'll move on from that. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a worthwhile cause.
1: I think it will be, and I um, I've got um a, a streaming service up, so if there is a slight question mark on how if people can see the album uh, i've got it here ready to to seek it out mate
0: yeah and the great thing is it could be a classic that's going to come up because there were classics in there it could be an unknown you know, an underrated album it could be something that you're bang on about but no one else listens to but you love it so much so that's the great thing so what we need to do mate is mm-hmm. you're going to find a random number generator I've
1: got it, random.org, mate. Okay. It's, it's created by uh, the School of Science and Statistics at Trinity College, Dublin, and it's run on white noise.
0: And I think that might be the one that um, I use anyway, Carl.
1: Oh, so there you go, mate. There you go.
0: So, numbers 1 to 83.
1: A1 to 83. I'm spinning the wheel now. And it is spun, mate, and it is landed on number 72.
0: 72. Now, how this was done was allocated in the order that they came in. Number Mippy. 72. Mippy. Would you believe it? Number 72. He's going to be happy. He's not happy. He's he's happy a lot of the time. It's Hella Waits and it's Brian DeAndrade.
1: Look
0: at that that's a classic i think most people are going to be happy with that
1: God, i think so mate. Uh, brilliant that's absolutely fantastic so uh that's brian is
0: it yeah brian d'andrade slayer hella I and like i'll take i t- take it back brian you are happy most of the time it's just uh yes. we've We've done a little bit of housekeeping. We've got some albums coming up in the next, yeah, right up until the end of the year. And there are some, there's some newer blood in there. So I think it's it's right and fair that, that Slayer Helloways came out as first.
1: Now, I, I don't think Brian listens to the podcast. So we will have to contact him and say that we need, and it's going to be what we've got almost a week. And we he's got seven days to do it.
0: Yeah. And funny enough, we've had Brian on the podcast. I don't think we're going to be able to get him on again purely because, uh, I don't know, never say never, but we can certainly get Brian to write the post for introducing it. So Hella Waits will be the next album after Maiden, but we need to choose another one, Carl.
1: Yeah, so that will be on the 16th of September. But we've also got a slot open on the 11th of November. So whoever's got this one um, has got a little bit more time to write the post, mate. So do you want me to spin, spin, spin the wheel of fortune? See how low the bastard turns. Yes, 71. Seriously. Seriously.
0: 71,
2: 71
0: and 72, the nicest man in the club. He's gone for Darren Rob Onslaught, The Force.
2: Whoa,
1: that is two debut. Well, no, uh, no Slaan's not a debut, is it? But an early one there. But, uh, yeah, The Force.
0: We haven't had That's The Force That's not a debut before. either,
1: is it? But it's, a, um, it's kind of like their first... Sort of real thrash album, isn't it? The Force.
0: We haven't had it before, have we? Just check in. I don't think we have. It certainly wasn't on the list of any of the ones that we'd had.
1: No. i tell you what we're we're talking about here is we talked a lot about the debut album on the uh, Onslaught's... uh, Power From Hell. Yeah. When it was thrash of the debuts, wasn't it?
0: Okay. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Okay.
1: So, that's cool. On the 11th of November, we have got The Force by Onslaught. That is absolutely brilliant. That's going to look nice in the uh, in the list coming up to the end of the year. So we've got some real good stuff coming up. So weights and onslaught.
0: So uh, thank slorts. you, thank you to everyone there. I know it's probably like always disappointing when you got got that raffle ticket and you you, <laughs> you want to win that prize and it doesn't happen. But you know, it's certainly something that we can do next year again. It's a, certainly a worthwhile cause, and that's not to say that. We can't do something with these again. Also, maybe in a in in like an omnium, a smaller band omnium. Some of these smaller mm. bands that were mentioned here, for sure.
1: Mm, definitely. Now, do you? I've just spun the wheel again, and the numbers come up. Do you want to say you were just one out, or should we not be that cruel?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, we we could say, why don't we choose free from this, and we say that April next year, this album will be, you know, as our fourth. As an album in in April or something.
1: Let's. I think, mate, we keep hold of the list and then we we spin nearer the time. Okay. If and and what we could do, if obviously Brian and Darren will have to resubmit another album for when we do spin again, uh, but we could also give the options for people to say, if you want to pick, if you want to stick with your one album, you can stick with it. If you want to change it for the next spin, you can.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool.
1: So, just because it may it may get into the club between now and then anyway, as well, we've got to think about that as well. If we do one in April or something like that uh, between now and April, the album, a few of the albums that have been suggested may well come up.
0: Yeah, no problem. All so, good.
1: So that's good. That's good. No, great, great post there, mate. Great um, administered, great idea, and we've got two bangers out of it.
0: No, I think so, I think, yeah. Job done.
1: Job done, well done, mate. Right, job now is, um, after the devastating news that Winger had to cancel some US gigs, we're all going to find out what we've been listening to. No one's been listening to Winger, mate. Have they not? Not, not even no. Neil Bolton? Not even Neil Bolton, mate. No, he's still listening to Moonbelt Astronaut or whatever <laughs> it was, isn't he?
0: Cryptic shift.
1: <laughs> Cryptic shift, so... Um, Uh, So this is the part we we traditionally close with where we give as many shout outs because there hasn't been, like I say, um, there's a lot of stuff bubbling under, isn't it? I know we've done the Monster podcast last week and we haven't got a featured album to talk about because Maiden is still in progress. We uh, DeAndrada Years was posted on Monday, so that's going to be bubbling under, and we'll be talking about that next week. Um, so we haven't got... Uh, uh, and, of course, we've done the, the Wheel of Fortune as opposed to a, uh, uh, a, a debut one, uh, the Thrash of the Debut. So we've got a lot of stuff bubbling under, um, but it just so happened that the chips fell that it was a bit of an um, in-between week today. So... Um, so now we're getting on hastily onto the last bit, which is the uh, what we've been listening to.
0: Yeah, starting off with Kevin Adamson, Nuclear you Assault, would... Survive, previous Hall of Fame inductees before Maiden, Solitary, the Diseased Heart of Society, and Dark Tranquillity moment.
1: Solitary supporting Acid Rain up in Scotland, and I believe. Kevin, is that going to that their show?
0: Yeah, great stuff.
1: So that's good. Right then. George Nisbet, Iron Maiden, check this out. Senju, I uh, say, sen, uh, what is it? I don't even know what it is.
0: Senjutsu. Senjutsu.
1: Senjutsu. 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 There you go. Um, I think he's the tag team partner of Kendu Nagasaki. Um, Grindpad, violence and death, spiritual healing.
0: Good stuff, George. Mike Todd, stuff for the shows, Metal Mouth and the Todd Father radios, including Marshorn. Mm. He's had Destroy Planets, which is, I'm not sure what that is, um, and N- N- Nemic N- or N- Nemesic, new track, which though is good, is not as good as their track, In a Vacation. It, invocation for the muse in my humble opinion now just on mike there he said they mentioned the metal mouth radio show you can get it on mixed cloud and he had a great one last week his wednesday show where he did an acid rain underworld special where he took john wigg's report that he reviewed the show for for razor's edge and he read sections of it spliced in between uh svet kant um, temper shot bang over that, and acid rain songs he played two or two songs or three in acid rain case um and and read a review and just did a little bit of a summary of, of the gig and it it was a great section in kind of spliced into his metal Mouse show so good job there
1: mike that's brilliant i'm going to get onto uh onto uh soundcloud and have a listen to that Stuart jardine solstice casting the die Evil unleashed and watching part one of the final season of Money Heist on Netflix. Now Money Heist has been on my list for ages and I haven't got round to even watching one. So I believe it is I think that's the one it's it's Spanish or Italian and you can either get it dubbed or
3: subtitled.
0: Okay. Uh Chris Gambold, Iron Maiden Senjutsu, obviously destruction live attack mainly the second cd this time which is mostly 80s tracks and gene clark and the Godstin brothers first solo album from the former birds guitarist singer songwriter uh, guitarist songwriter
1: now the birds they were like hey mr tambourine man a bit of a hippie isn't
0: he? Uh, possibly
1: yeah hippies um Richard Oliver, um, some thrashy stuff I've listened to in the last week includes Anacrusis, Manic Impressions, Evil Hell Unleashed, plus I've become hooked on the series, is that v- Vigil? V- What's that? Vigil. What. Vigil, it is Vigil. Um, is that the submarine on BBC One?
0: Yes, it's about the submarine, Carl. Is it? Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: I don't
0: know. I think it's the submarine one. <laughs> no, uh, where are we at? Tim Finch. He's been listening to Danzig. Danzig, Metallica, the 30th anniversary. There, that's a hefty box set coming out for the Ooh. for that album that I saw. Yeah, they've got everything going on there, and uh, of course, Ghosts Infestissimam Infest, Infestissimam <laughs> Infestissumam.
1: <laughs> that,
0: is a t- that infest album,
1: yeah. The infest album, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, John Deary, Iron Maiden, Seventh Son, Acid Rain, The Age of Entitlement, and Acid Rain, Obnoxious.
0: Great stuff. John Beavis, bit of a mixed bag this week. DRI, Thrash Zone, awesome vinyl reissue. Maiden, Senjutsu, and Michael Schenker, Immortal.
1: Ooh, very nice, very nice. Dylan Jones. Iron Maiden Sinjitsu, only disc one so far. Well that's probably taken you about three hours to get through that one, Dylan, so I'm not surprised.
0: And we can also say Dylan's been listening to Hellfected as well, but he hasn't been listening to Thrasher Wolf or Blacklist, unfortunately. Or Blacklist, no. but,
1: but possibly on the way home yeah. in um in Garris-Mowa.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Oh Ben Porter, he said. I did see. I saw the the trifecta play in Kingston last night. That's cool. We were going go cool. to go. We were going to go to that, weren't we, Carl?
1: There's, um next week. I will tell you why we didn't go to
0: it. Yeah. Um, been listening to my own stuff, Imperium, a lot. Making sure our next tune coming out as good as it can be. No doubt it will be. Um, that's me saying no doubt it will be. Not Ben being big headed saying no doubt it will <laughs> be. But you got to have confidence. I'm now on 20 out of 54 of the main stories for Horus Heresy, that's Warhammer. I can't stop reading them, but it's become an addiction.
1: Well, 20 out of 54, keep going, mate. Just keep going. So, uh, Corvo Attano listened to loads of stuff this week, amongst which were the following. Dead Soul Tribe, A Murder of Crows. Wolverine still and destruction under attack cheers mate
0: now uh, where are we Pete D. he says I haven't been feeling very thrashy this week more futuristic alien than anything so Zig Zig Sputnik dress for excess I think Pete went to see them or certainly an incarnation of or <laughs> a as yeah. a, a member maybe of the the band that is doing the rounds, Sig Dix-Batnik, I'm not sure yeah. where they're at. Gary Newman, the Pleasure Principal, and watching Doctor Who: The Robots of Death. You like a bit of Doctor Who, don't you, Carl?
1: Um, I don't. Again, they're a bit like strapping young lad. I've got nothing against it, and I should watch it. I just, I just don't I prefer Star Trek. And oh, okay. But um, yeah, I would watch Doctor Who quite happily. Again, I prefer the older ones with the wobbly sets and things.
0: Talking so, to Pete, um oh John Wigg he he requested cremated, didn't he, for the uh, um Yeah, for the Thrash Wheel of Fortune. Unfortunately it didn't come up, but yeah. Three minute warning, good album, check it out. Great album.
1: Dean Hughes listening to Iron Maiden Sinjitsu, uh Destruction, multiple albums. Though aware of the German Big Four, I have only just recently spent time listening to these why did I wait so long? And watching The Heist Season 5 on Netflix. Thank you, mate. Season 5 for The Heist. Wow.
0: Great stuff. Uh, Rich Tricky Hudson. He's been listening to Nathrak, obviously, you know.
1: Oh, anal, yeah.
0: <laughs> and now Nathrak, The Codex Necro, Reverend Horton Heat, Lucky Seven, and uh, Boney M, Night Flight to Venus. Now, if it was anyone else other than Rich, I'd, well, not anyone else. There's a few people that I know they that being serious. Uh, no doubt whatsoever. Rich is being serious, and he has listened to that. Another selection like I've done a supermarket sweep in the record store.
1: He's <laughs> so just thrown anything in there, and the old anal Nafrak there. Uh, the Kodak. they obviously that's obviously about a dead camera. Brilliant. I just can't wait to listen to that. Um, Graham Meldrum. Apart from listening to all the que- cool tunes, and my new amp can make um, the last three that have been on the car are. Uh, what's that one? Disposable.
0: It is, yes.
1: Uh, suffocator. Rage Against the Machine, self-titled, and Unit Pride, then and now. Thank you, mate.
0: Thank you, Graham. And um, we might want to just uh, mention Graham shortly, mate. Oh call. yes,
1: can indeed. We'll we'll get through this. Yeah. Do ours, and then we'll do that at the end. A bit of housekeeping at the end for Graham.
0: Andrew Matthews, listen to Bolt Thrower's back catalogue. Bit of a journey, but a Wonderful. Watch Behind the Curve. Thanks, Carl. And listen to the Metal Mouth Radio Show on Catch-Up.
1: That's that's a great three there, mate. Brilliant. Um, Jamie Kinghorn, I've I've been giving Sinjitsu a fair few listens. Great moments, but get on with it. Uh, Discovering and thoroughly enjoying Green Lung and watch Count Me In on Netflix. Even if you're not a drummer, you you should enjoy it.
0: Uh, Is your old mate, J.A. Smith, isn't it?
1: Gordie Emmers.
0: Man must die, the human condition, edge of sanity, crimson and trifixion, a utopia for the damned. Thank you, Jay.
1: And I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles is never far away. Um, John Wig, death wish at the edge of damnation, trouble, the skull and tank, filthy hordes of Hades. Wakey, wakey.
0: The filth hounds of Hades. Great stuff.
1: There you go. Brilliant. Right.
0: Thank you, mate. Um, George Nisbet. Oh, hang on. No, we've had George. You've got the P. machine on. Yeah, the machine. I'll change mine to three gigs. Haxon ha- yeah, on Friday night at the Patriot in Crumlin, a storming performance by Green Lung at the Exchange in Bristol on Sunday, and the plasma death thrash of Cryptic Shift at Fuel in Cardiff on Monday.
2: Oh, brilliant. That's
1: excellent. Three gigs. And um, as Tim Finch said in his segment, live reviews are back. Neil Bolton, Sinjitsu, Iron Maiden. um, Is it Desecration, right? Vulture Lord. And we are all enthralled by the series Clickbait on Netflix. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some recommendations coming in here, mate.
0: Chris Jennings, Aeons, Consequences, Amazing UK Death Prog Band, New out Tomorrow, Sepultura Beneath the Remains, it's a classic, and Mastiff, Leave Me the Ashes of the Earth, Vicious UK Sludge Hardcore. Now, just on Mastiff there, um, uh, Neil, I don't know what song it was, because um, Neil Coggins on yes. his, you know what? Uh, been out of the loop on the Full Metal Racket because I went away on holiday and it kind of throws you a bit, your timings. But I'm back on the horse with um, Full Metal Racket. And the most recent one, he gave the club a shout out when he played uh, the he played a Flotsam and Jetsam song. He played Desecrator off Doomsday for the Deceiver. And he mentioned that we had the Flots versus Acid Rain matchup in Thrash of the Debut. So that was really cool, Neil. Thank you very much. Right. But he also, I'm sure, when you mentioned Mastiff there, or I mentioned it, I can't remember who mentioned Mastiff, Um, I really enjoyed that song that he played, he played a song by them, and they are a bruising, bruising, vicious, vicious band, so uh, that was cool that, um, who who said it, Uh, Chris Jennings has been listening to it as well, so that's cool.
1: I think it got reviewed on on Razor's Edge, or is going to be reviewed on Razor's Edge too. Um, Mike Zimmer's head, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Damn it! Can November nineteenth get here already? Now, Mike, is that the Exodus album? I believe is that the Exodus album. The beatings will continue. I think it is, or that's
2: definitely the song, isn't it?
0: Or, or, or he's just kind of saying, you know, buck your ex- ideas up, people. I'll, I'll beat you until we uh, get in line. No, it is. It's the the the, the song, wasn't it? Um, yes. The single that they released. So yeah, brutal song. Nicholas Janssen, Bosch, B O S C H. Fleisch Wolf, Tony Joe White, The Train I'm On, and Artillery, Terror Squad. Uh,
1: not heard of those t- uh, two of them. Obviously heard of Artillery. It sounds like that would be a mixed bag, mate. Uh, Mark Penson is at Hazard, Misleading Evil, a right thrash treat recommended via the Thrash Wheel of Fortune thread by Luke Alexander. Killer album. Uh, COC, Blind, was Waxing Lyrical with Rob McGuire and some other members about it. Blinking Brilliant Album, R.I.P. Reed and Iron Maiden, Sinjitsu in instalments. It's okay, but nothing has really grabbed me. It's a 5.5 out of 10 so far.
0: Yeah, I think in that list of albums that people suggested for The Wheel of Fortune, COC Blind was mentioned. I think it was four times as a choice for people. So yeah. it's a, yeah, very... Very well thought of album. And when it does come up, even when it does come up, it will you yeah, know, no doubt it will it will soar to the, the the higher upper echelons of the Hall of Fame. But that's cool there. That hazard one as well. Quite a few people have spoken about that. Um I know a few of the guys in there, um certainly John and I'm sure Gareth really enjoyed it as well, John Wigg. So I, I think I'm gonna check that out. That's going written down now onto the list of I albums that. that I think I've tried and I'll go again. Right, where are we? We've just had Mark Penson. that's cool. Lee Hammer-Harris, Iron Maiden, Senjutsu, OPEF, Damnation Deliverance, and watching Babylon 5, Season 5.
1: Oh, there you go. See Babylon 5, I don't mind. That's pretty cool. Um, Cheers, Lee. Cheers, mate. Andrew Biles, Dismember, Massive Killing Capacity, The Crown, Crowned in Terror, and Carcass Tools of the Trade, Old School Death Metal, that certainly is.
0: Uh, looking forward to the new carcass when that comes out. Luke Alexander, been mostly on a little break from metal this past week, apart from Maiden. So a few random ones here. Senjutsu, Massive Attack Blue Lines, and Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome.
1: Nothing wrong with I, I mean, there's, there's all good stuff there. Frankie Goes to Hollywood always sort of fascinate me a little bit in the regards that I think they are the heaviest pop band ever.
0: Who are you talking about? Frankie or Massive Attack? Sorry, I didn't... Frankie.
1: Frankie. Oh, okay. You know, some of their stuff I reckon could have been covered by lots of metal bands and metalled up with no problem whatsoever. Um, Nick Tucker... Iron Maiden, Sinjitsu, Infectious Grooves, Violent and Funky and MOD, Rhythm of Fear. Thank you, mate. Nice to hear from you.
0: Yeah, that was his choice for the Wheel of Fortune as well, Rhythm of Fear. I think it's his favourite album, he said. Certainly favourite MOD album. So, yeah, unfortunately didn't get there. But um, great to have you um, back in again, Nick. It's good to hear from you.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. What have you been listening to, mate?
0: An album that's been mentioned a fair few times. Sinjutsu. Obviously, Maiden's new album. um, Kind of when it came out, gave it a few... I kind of got to track three and that was where I got to. Not because I didn't like it, but it was just kind of quite a lot to take in. Uh, Not track three, track four. Lost in a Lost World. And I was stuck on that track, really enjoying that. Great track, really like it. Uh, I've since kind of got to the past the point now of those first one or two listens where it's been on repeated listens now it's not most albums i can listen to on a drive to work and i get the whole album in not with this one so it is it is still broken up and it's not you're listening to it in a full listen but i've got past that point now where i'm hearing different things in the individual songs the songs are becoming a little bit familiar with me and i think the danger is because it's so long people are just as we know because we're reading from and hearing from people the length of it and the length of the songs are turning people away from it. And that's my fear that they're kind of going to hear it once and then possibly not invest that time because it is such a mammoth album. And I do think from what I've, I'm really enjoying it. You know, I suppose that's what I'm getting to. I'm really enjoying Senjutsu. I'm finding more and more in each song. Um, yes, it's not, it's not rewriting the the, the the book, but it's, it's enjoyable and, and I'm enjoying it. So there you go, it's um
1: can I can I just come in? Because also one of mine is Iron Maiden Sinjutsu and I've I've had a look at you know, obviously listened to it a few times and I do understand what you're saying there, but it is difficult to um to defend as far as the length when the first the last three songs and you've still got well over half an hour, almost half of the album to go.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, it's I can't sit here and defend it, and and I'm not going to. But um, I I in a way feel a bit that I'm not qualified to sit here and go. Well, it should be shorter. Or I mean, we we can all say it because we are we're all critics now, aren't we? The album's out there, we can say what we want about it. But I I do feel a bit of a cheap shot when I I couldn't have done any better. So it made them want to write a ten minute song, and. Um, it has a two and a half minute introduction, and you kind of think, "Hang on a minute, that song could have been eight minutes long or seven minutes long." Mm. But if you take it away, it changes the whole dynamics of that song. It's not the intended song. And yes, it's, I, I get what you're saying. And maybe there's one song in there that's four minutes long. Um, uh, the future past song. The, yeah, that is a future pass, yeah, and yeah. that's four minutes, just four minutes, and you. You think? Well, if we'd had another one of them, you know, it would have bring the bring the time down. But for me, I'm um, long, 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 long.
3: Just just jumping
1: in there, mate. I think days of a future past gets lost in there. It's like in it for me because the album doesn't uh, the tempos of pretty much all the riffs don't deviate that much unless it is an intro one. That days of future past is almost like an extension of lost in a lost world. I kind of feel, oh, this is the another verse and chorus of Lost in a Lost World, do you know what I mean? Because it is so short. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I'm just going to just put a couple of tracks out, uh, three tracks, and then we'll move on. Darkest Hour.
0: Uh, I think it's a great song. Really, really, yeah, really like it. It's, um, I don't know. it's. it's
1: I, I find, that for me, ballady could have got rid of yeah. that one
0: no it is it's a bit of a bit of a more an emotional one but it's i really like that
1: um the parchment absolutely Se- <laughs> second to last one
0: uh i really like that i think it's like a, a it's made and doing progressive metal and or it's made and doing progressive maiden it's um not not progressive like like i don't know you it's know not like pro- anywhere. yeah you but it's thing. it's got prog elements for sure and i just think it kind of it, it builds and builds and i, I just think it's a, it's a really good really strong song you know all, all, all whatever 10 minutes of it or whatever it is i you know i Fun like one. that one as well
1: I, I think they could have done away with that one yeah that's very the time, nice. the time
0: machine yeah I, I don't know i don't like this one so much it's more of a it it feels a bit twee and a bit of a like, a, let me take you on this story to my granddad who had a time machine. <laughs> not that it does do that, but you know what I mean? A bit whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh yeah, that's probably one of, one of I wouldn't say the weaker ones, but just not, not the more enjoyable ones. As a sound. What about you? Did you like that one? I, I thought that had the
1: best verse on it of the whole album, but one of the worst choruses. Yeah. That, that which was a real shame, because I was thinking, oh, this is really cool, this is brilliant. Oh, that chorus is a bit shit. Yeah. And I'm still not... I, I've kind of accepted the keyboards over the top as well.
0: There's a lot of keyboards on this.
1: Mm. And it's a shit-sale keyboard.
0: I know Maiden do... You know, they, they use keyboards, but there's, there's a lot of keyboards. And I wonder whether they're using a lot of these keyboards to kind of supplement Bruce's singing. If you listen, a lot of them... They're kind of all over the place. But they... Yes, Bruce, when he hits that high, the higher range, that's when people kind of go, "Oh, ah, ooh, you know, a little bit, ooh. But Bruce, when you pull it back down to that mid-range, I sound like I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm talking about, ranges, but he's not so high. Um, there's some wonderful singing still in there from Bruce. I and mean, almost when he's talking in like Lost in a Lost World at the end, it's it's a kind of almost like a it really stood out um and yeah it's I, I still think bruce has got a lot to offer on this rather than you know people kind of scrutinising it saying he's, he's absolutely awful i think he's still still sounding really really strong when he's sounding when he's hitting those not so high notes do you know what i mean
1: yeah absolutely i i uh, I, yes, I don't think he's Bruce Air-Aid Siren Dickinson anymore, but at the same time, it didn't bother me. Um, the, the singing was absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do, so think, that, I, mean, I, I do i like I said, I do think that um, if if you cut a song, simply cut a song, obviously you've got the songs like, um, oh, what's it? I always get it wrong. Well, For the Greater Good of the God, or For the Greater Good of God, it's two-minute intro, Sign of the Cross you know, long intro, um, um, even Alexander the Great, long intros to long songs. Now, if you just suddenly cut them off, yes, you're immediately in the, in the kind of, not the chug and gallop of Maiden, but you're into Maiden territory. And I think sometimes if you did just take all that off, it does change the dynamics. It changed the intended feel of the song and the character, um, and to some, the energy as well. But is that me? Because I'm looking at it, because I've maybe persevered and looking at this through my maiden kind of tinted glasses, I don't know. At first first few, first few listens, first time listening to, obviously we had the, the first two singles, Senjutsu and the writing on the wall, I liked it, but I wasn't really, really kind of, not fearful of the album, but I kind of thought, well, it's maiden, it's not anything different. And I think I read somewhere that Bruce or someone, I think Bruce in one of these things that you you know, pop up came up and he said people are going to be blown away by by what they hear. I, I'm not blown away, but I'm enjoying it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it's a thoroughly enjoyable album. I listened to it last night actually when I was watching the football and you know, had that on and just listening to the album. One other track I was going to just just said so the opening track the title track um, again it kind of like book of souls the opening track doesn't burst onto the scene it kind of just plays onto the scene doesn't it if you know what does that make sense
0: yeah no it does it doesn't uh, it, it 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 comes and it's immediately there it's not you're like whoa, we're already here we we're, we're just kind of you know what i mean it's it's no well, it's big not, fanfare but it's fireball. not
1: it's not like Moonchild or, or Ace's High where there's a, a short intro or something and then it's bang and it's quite obviously the opener. It just seems that they haven't written an opener and that would be, that they've gone, right, okay, well, that will have to be the opener because there's no obvious smashing onto the stage when they play this live. They're going to kind of, not melt onto the stage, that's the wrong kind of word, but it's it, it's not as a ferocious or a faster up up-tempo one as is from past albums for opening
0: tracks, and it's a long song as well. It, again, uh, another long uh, song. So, do they do they smash that open? I mean, I do I do think that one there. The you know, Steve sounds the, the bass sounds really great when that gets going, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah,
3: that, that, that's Good Maiden.
0: Fun. But it's not like you say it's not smashing the doors in and here we are. It's uh yeah yeah that's
1: right that's what, guess what I'm getting so let's know in the comments what you think about the Iron New Iron Maiden album.
2: number
0: two two, as a result of the wheel of fortune this was what i love these features that we do in the club is getting recommendations of new bands new albums one band that i would never have i hadn't heard of up until you know the close of business was um a band called necromantheon necromantheon okay yeah necromantheon now neil beardsley he he chose a band called Killing Fate of Madness as his album for the Wheel of Fortune. But then at the end, he snuck a load of um, albums in. And I said, you know, you've got Killing. You, you want to change it for one of these? Went, no, no, these are all killer albums anyway. And um, I-, I thought, well, I'll-, I'll certainly check a few of them. So I was on Spotify and checking them out. Necromantian. you know, sometimes, you know, when you re- hear a name and you see the album title and the album artwork, you know that it's going to be right up your street really really enjoying it 32 minutes eight songs it is just thrash that kind of black and thrash metal it's got that power trippy now i don't like using bands as kind of describing another band but i think here it's that power trippy vocal that riley had really really strong you know kind of drenched in reverb but had so much character this guy's got that as well really great conviction to his vocals it's got a slayer-esque kind of feel to it really you know they're going crazy on the solos but the thrash is just straight immediate and it is really an instant hit of kind of evil thrash metal and it's really enjoyable for 32 minutes just check it out Yet yeah, they don't do anything that hasn't been done before but what they do do they do very very well and i've really that's really cool from uh Neil there to, you know, to recommend some stuff. And yeah, really enjoyed it. The album's called Visions of Tresmegistos. <laughs> Blimey. Tresmegistos, yeah. The Visions of Tresmegistos. Cool. And then finally, I feel that I've been taught waffling for ages, but um I don't know how I came across this again, but do you ever see a documentary back in the day on BBC early 90s called In Bed with Chris Needham? No right bbc did this thing called video video diaries or teenage diaries where people
1: oh i think Pete D sent me a little snippet of this maybe
0: oh okay well uh i certainly remember it back in the day hadn't seen it for years um and then something came up not sure how and it's a guy called chris needham in the early 90s who him and his best mate filmed themselves and he's filming himself because he's starting up a band and his love of heavy metal, and it takes him, he's he kind of 16 or 17 years old, so he shows going round his sixth form, um, I haven't watched it all, I'm kind of only about halfway through it, it's on YouTube, but Carcass are opening, you know, the, the music's on there, Carcass are playing, as one part where Sepultura, I think it's Beneath the Remains, or Or Rise, is playing, and he's talking to his best mate, the cameraman, it's all a bit spinal tap, but very, you know, what comes through is his kind of Unwavering, genuine love of heavy metal. He's got, he's got this kind of really awful mullet, and um, you know, it's it's right early nineties, and it's the fashion's awful, but that's how it was then. But it's it's just an endearing look at someone that's so passionate about heavy metal. He's in a ba- He's trying to get his band to, to kind of established him and his mates, but they haven't got any instruments. So he's phoning around these uh, local music shops saying, yes, well, is there any chance that you might not go for this, but is there any chance that you might loan us a bass guitar? Um, and you can hear the bloke saying, "Saying, why has your bass guitarist not got a bass guitar? <laughs> well, because he hasn't started lessons yet. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's an endearing look, uh, if not cringeworthy, but just comical without being comical. The guy was totally true to it all when he when he was filming it. You know, he was a 16, 17 year old lad. He's yeah, in his early forties no doubt now. But um yeah, it's um it's it's well worth a watch for just, you know, for an hour of um fair bit of decent music. But looking back at a time when yeah, we were all there at once, so
1: is that on, is that on YouTube?
0: Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's called In Bed with Chris Needham.
1: Oh, maybe you should
0: maybe you should link that one when it when it come when yeah. we post. Yeah, I, I I need to I need to finish it. I certainly haven't seen it all. I've got about halfway through, and uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing how the band gets on because I can't remember quite how it happened. It's a bit like the uh, arena documentary uh, where Mitch and his girlfriend are sitting, although Mitch comes across, you know, you know, fairly yeah, arti- yeah. <laughs> articulate, whereas. Uh, Whereas Chris is... Uh, he, yeah, he's pretty cool, actually. But his girlfriend doesn't say a lot. So it, it's <laughs> it's pretty cool. So that's me, mate. A couple of um, Necromanthian, Maiden, and in bed with Chris Needham.
1: So um, I had Maiden, and we talked about that. Um, also one that sort of sprung up out of nowhere, really, for me, although they've been going for a little while. Have you heard of Portrait? I haven't. No, I have not. Um, Razor's Edge done a review and um a couple of people i think terry Mapp actually uh put this up as well that he was this. so I, it was one that was sort of like caught my attention just from from looking through social media so i'll i'll give it a spin i'll put it down and I'll and I listened to it it's been been queued up for a little while listen to it um it's almost like, power it's just straight up heavy metal really it's slightly heavier than heavy metal back in the day because i think things have got a little bit heavier and towards the heavier end um but it's just good heavy metal and i just really enjoyed listening to some really nice good heavy metal it wasn't growling vocals but there was plenty of chug in there and it was just it was it was nice it was nine tracks singer goes a little bit higher here and there um, I could tolerate that, that wasn't anything to worry about, and yeah, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it was just nice to listen to, and a, and a nice one to, to give a spin to, so um, enjoyed that one, so a bit of a heavy metal with Iron Maiden and Portrait, and then I, I was going to put something down, but I, I, I changed it, I've just started, my my wife was uh, watched this, and I saw the sort of arse end of it. And um, I've I've just started watching it. I've got a little bit of a binge on it. I'm about just about three episodes in. I think some of the members have um, recommended it from Netflix. Wild Wild Country.
0: Okay, what's that then?
1: It is a is six part documentary about a are they were a religious cult. They're a cult anyway. Uh, Something where they are a religious cult. Um, that kind of mixes Hinduism with, well, I don't know what else it mixes with, but it's uh, they all dress in red. And have you ever heard of the expression "better dead than red"?
0: I haven't, Carl. No.
1: All right. So that's that, the thing. But I I believe this because all of the disciples wear red. You have to wear red. It's some kind of, and there's it basically the religion is about. Um, it's sort of like meditation, and then you scream and shout, and then you, you know, you meditate and quiet, and all of this sort of stuff. And it's there's like one guru who's who speaks, and and he draws thousands and thousands of people who give up everything to come and just be near him, and he's got eighteen Rolls Royces and all the rest of it. But the story is about how they've taken over a town called Antelope in. Oregon in America because they bought a ranch which is the size of Manhattan Island in Oregon and they wanted to turn it into their paradise and there's a town, no word of a lie, this town called Antelope that had 40 people in it and it's about the kind of journey that this cult went through and it involves and it's just absolute, I mean I love anything about cults anyway, I'm kind of fascinated, not so much about the religious, just why people give up everything for something. Quite small, really, because this cult, this the whole thing that they're doing is kind of like meditation. And even one of the very leading lights, she says at very go she goes, meditation, yeah, that's not really my cup of tea. But I can kind of take or leave that. And yet the whole religion is fucking based on it. And people give up everything for it. And so I'm totally absorbed in that and I will watch it all the way through the end. Um, how big how
0: big is the town now? You said there were forty people when it started. How big is it now? How many? have population wise? It thousands? Is it?
1: Well, yeah, they wanted. Uh, so the ranch that they bought was just outside. Antelope was about nineteen miles from the uh, from the ranch. But of course, the ranch needed that town because it needed to get provisions and things like that. And it's. I was going to call it a backward town, but that's not. That's that's giving it a disservice because the people that live in they interview pretty much all of them, as you can imagine, and these are. A very intelligent people with it it's a really just a sleepy little hamlet really a couple of streets and you, you could drive through it by the look of it in like two minutes and you're out the other side it's really small um but they just got absolutely invaded by this cult and it's they they got scared they got you could see the these town folk just got absolutely petrified um it is just a real kind of interesting dynamic. It's through every just everywhere I turn, I'm going. I'd like to say, oh, you could have a debate about that. You could talk about that. You could talk about that. It's a really, really interesting documentary, and I'm I'm looking forward to to listening to uh, watching the end, the, the last couple of episodes. So um, definitely give that a go if you haven't already. Good stuff. And so that is that.
0: We need to uh, just go back to Graham Mildred, mate.
1: Yes. Do you, Do you want to take this up? Because it was kind of your idea wasn't
0: it well we've uh very similar we well before we started having problems with um everything tonight the bit of housekeeping that we were doing was selecting the new albums that we've got certainly to the end of the year now like we had kevin adamson and chris gambold choose three lesser known or you know more maybe underrated albums that they wanted features and then we ran a poll to pc which ones would come victorious. And of course it was, um, what one came out, Carl? Was it Pestilence? Uh, pestilence Consuming Impulse. It was. Uh, we've selected two more members that we would um, want to, that we feel would bring a variety of more thrash to the club. That, you know, And because of their involvement within the club, that maybe they'd like to have something to give back as well. yeah um, <coughs> So we thought maybe Graham, Graham Meldrum, if you're up for it, um, to select maybe three albums that you feel, three thrash metal albums or bands that you consider to be thrash metal that you would like to see that would go ahead in a poll. And...
1: That are of a smaller nature.
0: Yeah, of a smaller nature. Um. And I'm trying to think now, Carl. Who else? it we was?
1: We, we were talking about sh- wondering whether Leanne Evans would like. That's to right.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Leanne. Yeah, um, and and Leanne, I, we don't know if Leanne listens to the podcast, but um, I'm sure she does because she's commented in the past, hasn't she? So, uh, Leanne, if you're up for it as well, three albums that you feel would sit within the thrash metal spectrum smaller bands that would go head to head with Graham's and um, one of them would become victorious out of the six to be a future album of the fortnight and that would be in November
1: yes I tell you the exact date because I am uh, that is working so we would look that would be the penultimate album of the year which would be on the 25th of November yeah so we would have an omnium you'd get the three to us and then we would maybe have an omnium in the next um, break in uh, thrash of the debuts, which looking at it would possibly be on the second of October.
2: Yeah.
1: So we'd have a we'd have an omnium on the second of October, and then we would post the the winning um, album in in uh, in when did I say it was twenty fifth of November.
0: So couple of weeks to have a think about it if you don't want to do it well we'll contact send you a message anyway because you might not listen to this so we'll send a message and just see if you're up for it and then start thinking about those three get a little post about each album written and get it over to us
1: that'd be fantastic that'd be brilliant cool nice so let's see where that takes us which uh brings us around nicely to um, to basically that's it mate
0: well just one more thing mate this weekend. Oh. Um, I'm off to a oh. football um, yeah I'm off to a football match this Saturday um, meeting some mates we're going to meet in a pub I don't um, know if you want to come do you
1: do you want me to bring my uh, tape measure mate yeah
0: if you wouldn't mind mate that's what, that's what we get up to cock measuring
1: <laughs> the old good old co- that sounds like the name of the pub the <laughs> cock measurer yeah <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant mate. Um, is is that your finding? Is that your final signing off statement?
0: Well, just again, thank you to everyone for taking the time to what's been a quite a troubled evening. Is um, <laughs> yeah. we're just as late as normal, and it's probably a lot shorter, but it's uh, it's been good fun again, and good to chew the fat with my old mate. And uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you to everyone. You know, thank you to um, everyone that's taken the time to get involved on the Wheel of Fortune. Um, sorry that your, your album didn't come up but you know there was only ever going to be two or there was only two that would come out of it so we'll do something like it again
1: no, but there's always a consolation prize mate and I think that if your album didn't come out listen to the album that you picked next there you go that's your sort of consolation prize you can listen to the album I'm going to go and listen to for whose advantage
0: there you go we're all winners <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right mate yeah no i appreciate the time and coming i appreciate everybody's involvement um like i say we have got some posts bubbling under that are obviously fermenting as we speak and uh we'll see how we get on and then we've got the quiz at the weekend as well looking forward to that
0: great stuff okay mate
1: oh nice one mate cheers mate. you've got the, you've got the power mate so you sign off and say you can say the last little bit
0: could could this be like when you you know when you're Just met a girl for the first time at school, and you go. Now you go. Now you put the phone down. Uh, No, you. Yes,
2: I. I I do remember those conversations. I just put the phone down. Yeah.